You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Good day to you all and welcome to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. Well, we've been having a blast doing these shows for you every week, sharing stories of some of the most inspirational folks in the animal welfare space. And today is no different. Today, my friends, we're talking hero dogs, our celebration of heroes on both ends of the leash. Our guests today have had a lot to do with our special awards show, now in its fourth year. Up first is the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, a passionate advocate for hero dogs everywhere, the fabulous Lisa Vanderpump. And in our final segment today, we're bringing you Paul Gallagher, the owner and head trainer of Maine Specialty Dogs, and Heather Paul, who heads up State Farm's Arson Dog Program. Together, they're really helping to make the world a safer place by training arson dogs. And you're definitely going to want to stick around for that interview in just a minute. As I said, today, we're all about hero dogs. And you know, for thousands of years, dogs have been making life better for people everywhere. From dogs who are trained today to detect potentially deadly diseases to dogs way back in when for thousands of years who've really been a man's best friend. But it wasn't really until a few short years ago that American Humane Association sought to recognize publicly on the national stage the work of these wonderful hero canines. Each year since 2011, we put out a call to all Americans to submit their nominations for the bravest and noblest four-legged heroes, those dogs who keep us safe, happy, healthy, and those who have served here and on the battlefields abroad. And every year, we brought you those stories of hundreds of dogs across eight very special categories. Americans, such as yourself, get to pick your favorites in each category, and we present the winners on the stage at the Hero Dog Awards, which is televised nationally by our friends at the Hallmark Channel. And now it's that time of year again. Voting for the first round of the Hero Dog Awards is now open, and I encourage you to visit HeroDogAwards.org to read the inspiring and awesome stories of this year's nominees. One thing's for sure, one of these dogs will eventually take home the top prize of the 2014 American Hero Dog. Joining such past winners as Guide Dog Rizal, Military Working Dog Gabe, and Ellie the Pitbull, the therapy dog who works with children's breeding programs in her home state of North Carolina. So who will it be this year? The first step is up to each of you. So please visit HeroDogAwards.org to cast your vote. And don't forget that nominations are now open to recognize those medical professionals who keep our hero dogs healthy. Yes, this year we announce our new Hero Veterinarian and Hero Vet Tech Awards. So please log on to HeroVetAwards.org to nominate your favorite Hero Veterinarian or Hero Vet Tech who you know have helped make a difference in the lives of animals in their hometown communities. So my friends, we'll be right back with the delightful Lisa Vanderpump, who's been a very special part of the Hero Dog Awards for the past few years. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. 
PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to the show. You know, we're all about hero dogs today, and my first guest has been a very special part of the Hero Dog Awards for the past several years. You know her as the star of Bravo's The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and her own show, Vanderpump Rules. And last year, she served as our co-host on the Red Carpet Show for the third annual Hero Dog Awards. And of course, you can always know that she'll be spotted with her very special and lovable pup, Jiggy. Please welcome to the show the fabulous Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa, thank you oh, so much. That's such coming. a nice introduction. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, is Jiggy with you today? I know all of our listeners want to know what's going on with Jiggy. Uh, Jiggy's doing really well, actually, because he also works with the children with alopecia. So he's just done a show. He was just on Doctors because, you know, he has alopecia. So that's his kind of charity as well as the Hero Dog Awards. So that's really important. He has something to be involved with because when he shows up at events, you know, for the children who've got alopecia, he does his work. That's incredible that Jiggy has such a charitable and humane heart. So our cheers go out to to Jiggy for this. And, and you know, Lisa, what's so great, Tune, is how you celebrate your relationship with Jiggy. And that shows all of our listeners, you know, you really show every day what it is to be humane. And we celebrate you for that. So thank you. Yes, he's definitely a very special little dog. I mean, I have five dogs. But this little guy is somebody very different, I think because he was so kind of compromised initially with severe allergies. They even suggested that, you know, maybe he should be put to sleep because he was kind of tormented. And I was just like, no, I was just like madly in love with him as soon as I got him. His hair first started falling out and he was really, you know, not in a good space. He was kind of incredibly itchy and we tried everything. But now he seems to overcome his allergies and he just has chronic alopecia, which means he's just got, you know, the fur on his face and his paws. But to me, he's the most beautiful creature in the world, you know. He really is. But he's a special little man that, you know, he does require a lot of attention. He goes on a walk every day for about half an hour. But apart from that, he does want to be carried. He doesn't want to kind of be with the other dogs. He wants to be with me, and he kind of lets me know that, you know. (laughs) And you said you had several other dogs. Did you get a new puppy last year? Did I read that? 
We got a new puppy, Rumpy Pumpy, that has to be the naughtiest <laughs> dog on the planet. Um, he really is. I don't know. I've had golden retrievers before, but this one really takes a brisket. He uh-huh. is an amazing dog, though, but, you know, he. I think I'm going to have to give in and get some kind of trainer because all my other dogs, I've never had to, and I've had big dogs before, but this guy is something else. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, our favorite trainer is the incredible Victoria Stillwell, and uh, you you know, she used to do uh, It's Me or the Dog on Animal Planet. So uh, I'll have right. to connect you with Victoria and yeah. she'll give you some great advice for Absolutely. that naughty puppy. I love that. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Well, Lisa, as I was saying earlier, you've been such a special part of our Hero Dog Awards for the past few years as a presenter and a co-host on the Red Carpet Show. Tell us a little bit about some of your experiences and your special memories from the Hero Dog Awards. Well, last year, I thought, well, the first year I think I presented, and last year, I just, it was exceptional just meeting all these incredible dogs. I mean, it absolutely beggars belief what they're capable of and what they can do. So I love this organization. It's something I'm really happy and proud to be involved with. And yes, I did co-host the Red Carpet with Jenny Poulos. And it was so much fun. But it was so poignant as well, seeing you know, how there were people whose, whose lives really depend on these wonderful creatures. You know, there were dogs that were now detecting cancer. There are dogs that, you know, predict um, like if, uh, for epilepsy and fits and all those kind of things. And it's just absolutely, it shows you the level of intelligence that these animals are capable of. And, you know, the arson dogs that can go in to a site and detect, you know, where the explosives have been. It's just incredible, really. So for me, I mean, I don't love dogs. I worship them. I really do. My husband, you know, he knows, I know the name of every dog on the street as I drive up and down because I normally stop to get out. And I don't even look at the owners, actually. I'm probably quite rude, but um, <laughs> I just love the, the dogs, you know. And I just think they bring so much joy to our lives and there are no bad dogs they're just bad owners and you know dogs who start out they want to be loved and I know we've got a little one that when I got her this is my um, little floozy mm-hmm. she was you know she had like a snappy attitude mm-hmm. and I thought what you know what can I do to get her out of it and it just love kind words and then chastising her when she was wrong but she I think she came from a place that you know she didn't do so well in and so you know, I yeah. think every dog starts off with the best intention you know that's exactly right it's usually the other end of the leash that causes the issues don't you think yes exactly it's the human that is causing the issue that develops bad problems with our beloved man's best friend you know last year at the show I know you remember the young man Chris with his service dog Bronx and you know there was a standing ovation when that young man walked out on stage without his cane even though he needs a cane and the uh, poignant story on the film with his mother saying that the service dog Bronx once he came into their lives Chris was able to be a teenager he was actually able to experience life as a much more normal teenager and you know I think we had four standing rounds of applause where people were standing up standing ovations for these stories last year it was uh, yeah it's incredible they are life-changing dogs Mm -hmm. and I think you know when people live on their own as well and you know Mm -hmm. they lose their spouse or something and suddenly you know they get a dog afterwards they just really I know my grandmother was like that just Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by how much of a difference it made in their lives but these dogs I mean every dog is special but these dogs are exceptional at the Hero Dog Awards and I think it is astounding 
some of the things they do. So it's always an honour, you know, to be involved with it. And yeah, I'm excited for this year. I think it is it September the 27th. September yeah. the 27th. And speaking yeah. of being excited, you have graciously agreed to host with Jiggy our kickoff event in Los Angeles at your incredible restaurant, Sewer, next yeah. week. So tell us yeah. a little bit about this special gathering. Well, it's just, you know, they asked me to do it and I'm thrilled to be part of it. Just really draw attention to it as well. That's what we need to do. It's a wonderful organization. So just, you know, to have a a little drink and a gathering and celebrate it, she could be there hosting it and serving cocktails. (laughs) You know, just draw attention to it, really. Oh, that's great. Thank you for doing that. And, you know, we talk a lot about Jiggy and the uh, special relationship that you have with him. You know, I understand, I think I read somewhere that Jiggy's story is that he came to you from West Virginia. Yeah, uh, he did. Tell us a little bit about that. How did he make it all the way to L.A.? I mean, he won the puppy lottery by meeting you as his parent mom. I, love I know. It. Oh, from the moment I had him, you know, I <laughs> fell in love with him. I really actually want to go all the way back there. To, you know, to see really, I, in fact, I think I'm going to get Jiggy's father, who's a retired show dog very soon. So I'm very excited about that. He's an older dog, but mm-hmm. I think they're looking for a home for him. So I'm going to have him. So, yeah, I, I mean, I shouldn't have so many dogs, really. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just full of love. And I'm lucky enough that I've got uh, somebody that lives in my housekeeper that mm-hmm. is, you know, the same mind as I am, that they we really worship them. So if ever I have to go away, I don't have that worry, you know, the fact that yeah. somebody's here and it's consistent. And, you know, they're all happy little guys. They really are. And um, I want to come back as Jiggy. He's, you know, <laughs> the best-dressed little pup in town. A lot of people, when Jiggy's been criticized, you know, for dressing, mm-hmm. Jiggy has to wear clothes. I mean, there's no, yes. you know, he couldn't yes. be naked. He's too cold. He doesn't even, you know, at night when he's in, in our bed, he doesn't. I used to have all of them in the bed, actually. I've stopped doing that. It's just mm-hmm. Jiggy because mm-hmm. I found out I never got a minute's sleep. But he needs to wear his clothes because he, you know, he really is very cold without them. And if it's a warm day, then his skin needs protecting. Right. So, uh, yeah, I have his clothes made by an amazing company called Fifi and Romeo that do an incredible job of kind of dressing him up like the little gigolo that he is. Well, we love Viana at Fifi and Romeo. She's amazing. And her, her clothes are absolutely gorgeous creations. And I yes. think there's lots of folks who want to come back and be jiggy. 81,000 Twitter followers. That's amazing. That's <laughs> I think that's, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, Lisa, I just wish he was bigger so he could bite a few of my classmates. That's all I'm well, right now. If anybody's watching the show, they'll know what I mean. <laughs> that's what I want to ask you about. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. are so busy with project after project. And, yes. you know, we just finished watching the second season of Vanderpump Rules, which was fascinating. And now yes. you're wrapping up The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That has been inhumane to watch. <laughs> yes, it has. And it felt that way, to be honest, you know. I mean, they keep saying on every talk show and every round, oh, you'll see the real Lisa Vanderpump. People are like, well, okay, watch 16 episodes. Where is it? What's the problem? Just like, I don't like that, you know, gang up mentality, and it's been hard, to be honest. Um, yes. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I, I would never be involved in something like that, but I guess, you know, it's what I signed up for. I didn't expect it, and it's been really upsetting, but truth prevails. 
the truth does prevail, Lisa. And all of your friends at American Humane Association know that you live a life that's all about being humane. So we're here to stand and cheer for you and, and be your biggest fans and supporters. And uh, Oh, thank you. It's actually the audience's support that's got me through it because when you suddenly see, you know, five weeks of constant bashing on the same person and bad-mouthing, it can be a bit difficult to take, to be honest. But I think with the audience's support and blogs, it's been amazing. And, you know, they go on to Bravo TV, you know, dot com, and they just kind of leave their responses. So I think with that, you know, I've kind of managed to muddle through. But yeah, it's it's been wow. a nightmare. I've never seen anything like this in my life. That's for sure. No, I I, I haven't either. And uh, and know that we're there for you, and we're there for you and Jiggy and uh, Lisa. We can't thank you enough for being a part of our humane movement, the compassion movement here with American Humane, and we thank you for all you do for Hero Dogs everywhere. By oh, I'm excited again to you know to see what dogs are going to be kind of nominated this year. You know because each one. You look at, you read each story, you see each piece of film, and you think, oh, you should win. Oh, they're all (laughs) heroes, these dogs. The only thing that I always find so upsetting is the fact these dogs don't live long enough. We need to marry a dog with a tortoise or something. We need a dog that will last for our lifespan, because I think that's the, you know, we just lost one of our dogs, well, a couple of years ago, I say just. It still feels like just, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's so difficult. We've become so attached to them, you know, that's always difficult, especially when lives depend on them, you know. But yes. we've got to celebrate them while they're here, you know. And, and We yeah, do. There's a great series of poems, dog songs, that I love, and it talks a lot about how brief and fleeting these very special friends we have, their yeah. lives are. So I'll send you a copy of Dog Songs. I think you'd enjoy reading it. One yeah. of my favorite books of the year, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. And right. all, all the vets as well, I think, because, you know, just to the vets, I, I, we just had an incident. I don't know, am I going on too long? Have you got to cut me oh. off? Or do you want no, 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 no. I, I just had an, an incident. I was driving down the road, and I was with um, Rosia, my housekeeper, and, and suddenly we saw, we, you know, we saw a cat in the road, and we pulled over, and literally it was quite a busy road, and I stopped, stopped the traffic, and I saw this cat, and I tried to scoop it, you know, up out mm-hmm. of the road, because I was worried, and it was half alive, and so I kind of rushed to the vet, I put it in the car, and poor thing, you know, mm-hmm. was bleeding and lost half its, you know, and I kind of dragged it into the vet, literally, and said, quick, quick, you've got to help me, you know, and the vet was incredible, they would just, you know, fill in the paperwork, I said, there's no paperwork, I haven't, you know, I've only met this cat five minutes ago, ten minutes ago. Right. And they did everything they could. The, the cat didn't wow. make it. But it was just these vets, you know, the way they kind of said, okay, waved everything. They just, you know, suddenly put themselves on the line and they were trying to save this cat's life. And I just thought, these vets, they're so rarely celebrated, you know, of what they do for animals all day, every day. And the vet was crying with me. And I right. just thought, it must be so difficult, you know. And I just, yeah, I, I just have so much admiration for them because we hear a lot about doctors and the wonderful jobs they do but vets very rarely get the recognition they deserve as well you know and and this year we're going to do it this year we will be honoring the hero veterinarian and hero veterinarian technician in fact nominations oh i love that i didn't are know now, that yes we've just launched the the first ever human celebration at the hero dog awards and we are thrilled lisa that this year we will be recognizing those incredible medical professionals in both the veterinarian category and the vet yeah. Yeah. Category that come and out in the middle of the night and you know or work absolutely. endlessly. 
Absolutely. Hours and, you know, for, oh, just incredible, really. Yes, and so we are thrilled to be able to nominate those very special medical professionals who do their very best every day to keep our hero dogs and hero kitties, you know, healthy. And we just are, are thrilled to be able to do that. So this year, we'll see some human heroes on that stage as well. Yeah, and I think there should also be a law, and I don't believe there is in California, that if you hit an animal, you have to stop and you have to do the humane thing and take the animal to the nearest vet. I think that should be a law. I don't think there is here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they should really look at that. I agree. I absolutely agree. And it's all about being compassionate and allowing that animal to uh, receive urgent medical care. It's yeah. very, very sad to see. Well, Lisa, we are so looking forward to kicking off this year's Hero Dog Awards, uh, celebrating heroes on both ends of the leash with Jiggy. We're at a kickoff event very soon, and uh, we thank you so much for your time today. All right. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You are uh, so appreciate all your time. And listeners, we'll be right back with two people who are helping to make America safer because of the valiant work of arson dogs and their handlers. You're listening to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson, music to your ears. Victoria Schaefer, aspiring actress, babysitter extraordinaire, college student, and animal enthusiast, is on her own for the first time in New York City. Follow Victoria and her two dogs, Rue and Echo, as she cares for her furry friends and juggles home life and career, all the while managing to survive in the world's most hectic city. The exciting animal adventures and secret stories from both ends of the leash that make up the tales of the city. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about our next segment. You know, every year, America sees more than $1.3 billion in property damage because of arson. This crime also causes an average of 170 deaths per year. And you know, one technique law enforcement agencies use to combat arson is through the use of accelerant detection canines, commonly known as arson dogs. These dogs go through an incredible amount of training to be fully prepared to detect the chemicals that cause intentionally set fires. And now I'm joined by two people who have done amazing work, inspirational work with arson dogs over the years. Paul Gallagher is the owner and head trainer of Maine Specialty Dogs, and he has helped to train more than 250 arson dogs in more than 45 states, Costa Rica and Canada. And since 1993, State Farm has sponsored the Arson Dog Program, working with Paul School to train these dogs and their handlers on how to detect arson. Heather Paul is a public affairs specialist with State Farm, and she manages the Arson Dog Program for the company. Welcome, Paul and Heather. It's great to have you on the show today. 
Thank you so much, Robin, for having us. This is really exciting for us to be here. We're glad. We're glad to have you. And so let's start at the top. Tell us why these dogs are so crucial in detecting arson. Well, you know, I'll go ahead and start from State Farm's standpoint. It's certainly one of those questions we get. Why would an insurance company, you know, provide funding for the acquisition and training of arson dogs? And I think that the point that you made uh, initially about the volume of arson that is out there, and that's just the arson that we know about, not the arson that has not been investigated or not been reported. We see it. We know that it affects our policyholders. We know that it affects crime statistics in communities. And we really want to try to keep communities safe and provide law enforcement with as many tools as possible. What better to have a dog? Uh, Dogs do as as you well know, and, and your listeners know, do an amazing amount of work. And this is just one of those things. Their nose is perfect to do this type of work. Paul, can you talk a little bit about just how special these dogs' noses are? Uh, the, the average person is around fifty to 60,000 parts per million. A dog is 225 million. So wow. when you get that fine, that animal is tuned to smell stuff that we can't even comprehend he find it. And that just helps us out in the fire scene. They've been trying to duplicate the dog's nose for since as long as I've been in law enforcement and they haven't been able to do it yet. So Mother Nature's <laughs> done a great job. Mother Nature did do a great job with man's best friend, that's for sure. And this is just another reason that dogs are so important in our lives. You know, I was reading as well, Paul, that you seem to work exclusively with labs. Is that right? As opposed to kind of other breeds that we see associated with law enforcement like German Shepherds. Well, that's correct. But we're looking at the labs for a couple of reasons. One, they're sociable. Public perception of them is they're there. They're friendly dogs. Over the many years when I was in uniform and had a bomb dog, it was conceived that that might be a dog that would bite or anything like that. And it was just a German Shepherd. Loved kids, loved people, and it wouldn't bite if he stepped on his tail. But it's this perception we have. And the labs have a good perception. And they're easy to be around with people. People aren't worried about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're there to get samples. We're there to investigate fires. And we don't need to be worrying about uh, people running out of buildings and everything. Right. Robin, I was going to tag on with that. What Paul said is correct. And, and these dogs are fantastic at PR. And so when they're not investigating fires and they're going into schools and talking about their handlers talking about fire safety, kids respond uh, much more comfortably with a lab. And we want our dogs to be petted. We want these dogs to be engaged with. We have seen our arson dogs as grand marshals in community parades. Um, they become, in their communities, they become many celebrities because we do want them to be out and in the public eye, not only for the PR and we want to teach kids, but it also lets arsonists know there's a tool in their community and they can't get away with it. Well, you know, you talk about how these dogs become community heroes. Shazam is uh, an arson dog in my hometown in North Carolina. And Shazam has a lot of followers, lots of fans. And so I think that that's exactly right. They do become a community spokes dog, so to speak. And, you know, I think that's uh, incredibly powerful as we're all work to uh, help educate people about the power of that human-animal bond. Absolutely. You know, Paul, as you look at a dog, a lab comes to you, what characteristics are you looking for a good arson dog? And can you tell right away if it's going to be successful with your training program? Well, 
we like to be able to say yes, we can tell right away, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot of luck of the Irish here. And mm-hmm. uh, the bottom line is we look for a dog that's very sociable, not timid, got good food drive, wants to please, looking for a task, and then we kind of expose them to a little bit of our training to see if they accept it. And if they accept it, we start and don't look back. You know, you mentioned food there, too. So talk to us and share with our listeners, these dogs use food as a reward. Can you share with us how that's such an important part of the training? Well, they're on food reward. And they get, if an animal needs three to four cups of food a day, what is on the package that they get, or they need five or six, whatever it is, that's broken up so that they're fed all that during the day. And, you know, be honest, if all of us ate that way, we probably wouldn't have a, a um, problem with overweight in the United States. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's one of the things. The other thing, too, is that for a trainer's aspect, these animals have worked every day. They're not put in a kennel. They're not put somewhere and put on hold. They're with the handlers every day. They have to be worked every day. The bond becomes extremely tight. There's an old saying, you can mess with other things, but don't mess with the handler's dogs. They (laughs) will come to the front for them. Oh, that's wonderful. So these dogs go home at night with the handlers. Is that right? Out of all the dogs that we've trained, I probably would say there's seven of them that actually the department's made kennels for them at their houses mm-hmm. for the handlers. And I don't believe any of them ever spend a night in it. They're all with them. We got some that sleep with the kids. We got some that when the handler rolls over in the middle of the night, there's four paws pushing on him to give him more room. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You know, as you look at these really special dogs coming into your training program, how do you pair the dogs with the handlers? How do you find the right magic mix for those relationships to be so successful? Well, what we try to do is when we first get them, to kind of keep a little tab of dogs have personalities, as people do. Some are very strong-headed, as some of the firemen are, and we try to just keep tabs of it. And then that first day that they come into school, we kind of send them down one-on-one and actually ask them a few questions and about the personality. And most of the handlers are very good about telling us what their family life's like and what their personalities are like. And then we kind of issue them that dog that's got similar traits. And hopefully they uh, bond together because the dogs stay in their rooms at night. And when they come down to the TV room and stuff, they bring the dogs down. So those dogs are with them 24 hours, seven days a week when they're training. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, Heather, I think it's so incredible that State Farm got involved with Arson Dogs in sponsoring the school and the program. Can you tell us what were the executives at State Farm, what were they thinking? This is so creative and it's so admirable. Tell us a little bit about the thinking that went in behind State Farm's decision to sponsor such a great program. Well, you know, and Paul has been with us since since the beginning, even when he was uh, a canine trainer for the Maine Criminal Justice, the Maine State Police. You know, and it was funny because when we first approached them, they were a little skeptical at first. They were kind of like, um, you know, this. they've been training dogs through the Maine State Police, and they weren't. They weren't so sure that it was going to be a, a good fit or have the longevity that we've had. So, you know, it, we did those first couple of years, we tested it out. We wanted to see how this would be celebrated and taken in in local communities. 
we're not even worried. In fact, we don't even track the number of claims that come out or um, either are paid or not paid because of the investigative work that our, uh, that the dogs do. We really went into this saying, this is a fantastic, you can't get much better than having law enforcement and dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we knew that this was a community tool that was greatly needed. It helped to get our message out about safety for all communities. And in fact, we make that point time and time again. We have dogs placed in states and provinces in Canada where we don't even write business. So we really do, when we say we want this to be a community tool and ask that, we really do mean it because there are places that we have dogs and we've placed several teams where we don't even write business. We don't get anything directly from it other than knowing that we are doing good work. Well, it's a great example of corporate responsibility and corporate citizenship, Heather. So I just applaud the work of State Farm in in supporting such a laudable program. And Paul, I mean, the laudable program came, you know, with this great background that you have. I mean, you've been in law enforcement for a long time. Can you share with us and our listeners a little bit about your background in law enforcement and what led you to where you are now with Arson Dogs? Yeah, I'm one of the antiques. What transpired (laughs) is in the 70s, 70s, I was in college, Mm -hmm. and I was hired as one of the youngest police officers in the state of Maine, Mm -hmm. and I was on the local police department, and then eventually I made rank there, but I kind of liked my freedom, so I was still finishing up college, and I joined the criminal justice uh, sheriff's department up here as a contract deputy for an area, and uh, during that period, they knew I was in the process of going to the state police, so I finished that, and in the last, in the first part of 76, joined the state police and started touring the state of Maine. In wow. areas, and with anything else, you can transfer. So in 82, I started uh, putting my request in for the canine unit that had started up over the many years we state police have had bloodhounds and specialty dogs mm-hmm. and got picked in the last part of 74 and started training never looked back and then 86 the um, supervisor of the unit was retiring and i put in for it and luckily i got picked and we just kept on going and then we had uh, two trainers assigned to the uh, unit mm-hmm. trained 28 of the state police dogs plus in maine we're responsible for doing training of local and county agencies so we averaged about 50 to 60 departments, either sheriff's departments or local PDs. And then we mm-hmm. did the Department of Corrections for their dogs, their detector dogs in the prison system. And that's been my life through till now. We're so proud to know you, Paul, of all of everything that you've done to make our community safer. It's quite an, an impressive career, and we just applaud you for your ongoing work with this particular program. You know, together we celebrated a very special moment on October 23rd of 2013 when Washington, oh, yeah. it wasn't that great, Washington, D.C., saw a newest monument being unveiled, the National Fire Dog Monument, which was co-sponsored by State Farm, thanks to Heather and American Humane Association. Heather, can you share with our listeners the importance of bringing this monument that celebrates the power of the human-animal bond to reality? You know, the way that all of that unveiled, Robin, is really, it's almost serendipity because uh, it, it, of course, brought State Farm and the American Humane Association together thanks to, uh, in large part, because of one of our handlers, Jerry Means, and his dog, Sadie, with the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. They won uh, the Hero Dog Award in the first year for the arson law enforcement arson dog category. And uh, that's where we really got introduced to AHA. And Jerry 
started it, it started really raising awareness about the need to have a national monument, recognizing the remarkable bonds that these dogs and handlers have, but also the commitment and the excitement, build up excitement for future handlers. So that when they go, they realize that this is a career, something that they may want to do. You know, whether people fully know it or not, we traveled in RVs uh, across the country. <laughs> uh, that was a agonizing, but probably one of the most memorable things I've ever done in my life was, was being able to stop and in state capitals and share with communities this remarkable statue, which was, by the way, created, of course, by Austin Weichel, who's a young sculptor. He's also a firefighter yes. in uh, Colorado. And, you know, Austin was, of course, tickled. He's also one of the youngest sculptors ever to have a monument in Washington, D.C. But, you know, for me, the proudest and most exciting moment was being there at the unveiling in Washington, D.C. in October and looking out and seeing the faces. Many of them, handlers, were in tears Mm -hmm. because it meant so much to them, whether they had a dog, whether they'd had a dog that had passed or retired. It was something that truly connected them and and connected also not just with dogs trained through the Maine and State Farm Program, but whether they were with the ATF or other certified programs. This, This monument is designed to be something that recognizes their spirit. It was a moving, moving moment, um, one that I will certainly never forget in my lifetime. And uh, just I'm so incredibly proud to be able to be a part of something like that. Yes, it's uh, very special when people who share our values of being humane get together and are able to unveil in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, uh, an incredible monument to the power of the human-animal bond. And that monument does celebrate heroes literally on both ends of the leash. It was a very special day, and thanks to State Farm for making that happen. And I know there will be arson dogs and teams in the future because they will be inspired by that really gorgeous monument. You know, and now we're up to the 2014 Hero Dog Awards, and we're proud to say that State Farm is sponsoring the new Arson Dog category. Very special for Arson Dogs. Paul, do you have any ideas on who's going to be a winner? <laughs> I know you know these no, teams no, well. this boy is Switzerland. <laughs> Very <Switzerland>. good. <laughs> Paul, I'm that's... Switzerland. I'm staying neutral out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great because I know the competition gets fierce as our wonderful hero dogs compete for the top dog honor. So uh, congratulations to all the arson dogs nominated and we look forward to an incredible campaign. Voting starts March 7th and lasts for the next couple of months. So those of you listening in today, make sure you visit HeroDogAwards.org to place your vote for your favorite arson dog. In fact, your favorite hero dog. You're allowed to vote every day. So we encourage you to get online and vote. And Heather, thank you for your generous sponsorship of the uh, Arson Dog category. Oh, it's wonderful. But And I'm like Paul. I have to be Switzerland. There's 18 dogs that have been nominated in the category. And uh, all of those have been trained through the State Farm Program, main, State Farm <laughs> main program. So we're in dicey ground. I might have to split up my votes daily for one a day in calendar. <laughs> well, we'll just say may the best dog win. That's all yes, we need to that's say. that's great. <laughs> may the best dog win. I love it. Well, I want to thank you both for being so generous with your time today and sharing with our listeners so much of the background and what it takes to make a, a successful arson dog team. I think it's a, such valuable information and insights as we look at law enforcement dogs and particularly the category of arson dogs. So thank you so much. 
And I know I'll see you both out in Los Angeles on September 27th for the taping of this year's Hero Dog Awards. It's our fourth annual celebration of heroes on both ends of the leash. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you so much, Robin. It's the one time a year that I wear a dress. So, uh, <laughs> That's it's great. Special. <laughs> it's a very special day. And, folks, that's all the time we have for today on Be Humane with Dr. Robin Ganser. Thank you so much for tuning in. And join us next week for another exciting show on Pet Life Radio. Until then, let's all remember to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>